Attention everyone, this is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn off your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go so that you can make the sound we broadcast as loud as possible. The monsters will now start attacking Tokyo. You may wish to deny it, but your eyes tell you it's true. Sound. I'll turn up the sound so you can hear the monsters dueling to the death. Welcome to episode 133 of the Kaiju Cast, a bi-monthly podcast 100% dedicated to Godzilla and all of his rubber-suited foes. My name is Kyle, and this is a very special bonus episode in which we are talking with Xander Cannon, the author of Kaiju Max. This interview is pretty much it for this particular episode, mostly because I want to get the listeners out there and checking out this comic book. Uh, Now, because Xander is a fan of the 70s films, we're going to play one super quick song from the 1974 Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla called Godzilla vs. Godzilla, and then we'll get right into the interview. Joining us from Minneapolis through the internet, we have Xander Cannon, the creator of Kaiju Max, which is a giant monster-related themed comic coming out on April 8th from Oni Press. It is a monthly six-issue miniseries, and uh, I can't wait to talk to Xander about this. Do us a favor and tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the business of comics. Thank you very much, Kyle. I, uh, I, well, I got into the business uh, of comics. I've been doing comics for 20 years now. Um, I, uh, I used to do comic strips for my, uh, college paper and then, uh, but it was the 90s. And so basically they were giving a comic book to anyone who showed in a, a sliver of talent. And so I, uh, I, I did a, a spinoff from The Tick, if you've ever heard of. Oh, of that old comic. Oh, yeah. I have ben heard Edlund's. of the tick, sir. Yeah, Ben Edlund's great old comic. And so I did the Chainsaw Vigilante, uh, which is a spinoff of that. And, uh, you know, bounced around from small press comics to big press comics and, uh, commercial work and, and all, all kinds of stuff. And so now I've just, the last several years I've been back in sort of the small press, which is where I am the most comfortable. So yeah, it's fun to be doing, it's fun to be doing this, uh, this book for sort of like a, for sort of middle middle press uh, place like Oni, where uh, where you can have it be a monthly series as well, but not have to be a mainstream comic book superhero type of deal. Totally, totally, yeah. You can just hit your hit your mark with your story instead yeah. of having to like stretch things out for a year or two. And any other thing that is that the uh, the mainstream books do. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about Kaiju Max. Actually, I'm really interested in how you would describe Kaiju Max. <laughs> so it's a so it's a prison drama, but with giant monsters. So so uh, you know all the giant monsters when they attack you know Tokyo or Hong Kong or uh, San Francisco, they when they get stopped, they got to go somewhere, and so they take them to the take them to the secret prison, 
and then once they're inside, you know, they form into gangs and there's a lot of, you know, smuggling of contraband inside and stabbings and, uh, and, uh, all kinds of gang related, uh, warfare. And, um, so anyway, you gotta be tough to survive in the, uh, in, in the, the place where the worst of the worst, uh, monsters are held. <laughs> yeah. I, I love the whole, like, Godzilla Oz feel that you have going on in the comic. Right. right. And it starts yeah. from like the get go, uh, when your main character is just looking down at his hands as, as his chained hands as he's, uh, being led into the complex. Almost like <laughs> Jurassic Park's bad guy zone, too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. The Monster Island. Yeah. Monster Island. That's what you're doing. Monster Island has been, uh, turned into a prison, basically. Just like it. I exactly. mean, it's pretty much a prison. At the beginning of Destroy All Monsters, but they make it out to be so pleasant, and this is like right. completely not pleasant at all. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and I wanted to, you know, it's like I wanted to have it be a little bit more, yeah. Like that was my original idea. It was like, what do monsters do when they're on Monster Island? But that I needed a hook for it, and so uh, and so I thought a, a a prison would be the perfect thing. It's it's a nice sort of established style of storytelling and uh, and tone. Which, of course, you know, that, that the harshness of a prison drama, I think, goes really well with, with like something so silly as, uh, as giant monsters. Oh, yeah, really yeah. well. <laughs> In fact, <laughs> the only thing I've ever seen, uh, outside of your comic, uh, sort of detailing life on Monster Island, um, that's been published <laughs> has been, uh, has been, I think there's a, there's a series of kids books that came out around 1998. And one of them is uh, called Godzilla Likes to Roar. And, and there's an, I can't remember which ones there were, but they're set on Monster Island and Angulus and Godzilla are like best friends or like sort of semi frenemies. Like Godzilla doesn't really <laughs> like him and Angulus is like snuggling up against him. They're very, very they, sugary talk? sweet. Do they communicate? I think they don't. I think it's just sort of like there's a narrator. <laughs> like... There's just a narr oh, okay. narration going on. But it's it's really like sickly sweet. Really, I mean, it's kind of cool. But at the same at the same time, it's also very, very, very for kids. So it's kind of it's really cool to see someone to like take the opposite tact with the with Monster Island. I know they're adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I uh, have you ever heard of uh, there was like there are like a I don't know if it was a web series or what, but it was. Have you ever seen the thing called Godzilla Island? Oh yeah, that was a uh, short. Each each episode was like a grand total of like thirty minutes or three minutes, and it was yeah. shoved in between TV shows in Japan. Yeah, yeah. I've never I've never seen it like translated, but I mean it, you can find it in Japanese on online, and it's just like I, yeah, and it's amazing. It's like. <laughs> It's just a completely preposterous thing, and they don't even have the suits. They're just toys that kind of people are like puppeting off, you know, off panel. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> like man, every second of that is just genius. I remember <laughs> uh, the first time I saw anything about that because a whole series of toys was spawned from that TV show, and the oh, first okay. time I saw anything about that was uh, just a quick little commercial that got sent over i think and then the next time i have i got a book and it shows every single one of the like little toys that they used in in that oh. show it was uh really really bizarre so that i've just pretty much proven how much of a 
freakishly huge Godzilla fan I am. So <laughs> you can, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm glad that you know about Godzilla Island. I guess that's what, oh, yeah. what I was going to get well, to. And there. I, there's a character in Kaiju Max that's sort of a reference to that. You remember that there's like the floating robot in Godzilla Island? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lucas. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a, in, you don't see it until issue two, but there's a character in, uh, in Kaiju Max that's like a little reference to that, like a little floating robot that, you know, <laughs> works at the prison. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's I, just, rad, I thought man. that's a pretty deep cut. <laughs> yeah, you've got, you know, you've got so many references in here. Uh, you have, there are references to Ultraman. Um, I'm just going to say it, even if it's going to spoil it for somebody. You basically have the gorilla whale. You have what Godzilla was named after, but it <laughs> looks exactly like you think a gorilla whale would look. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. How long did it take you to design all the monsters? Well, it's an ongoing process. I mean, I, I actually, you know, it's like, I hate to, I hate to like say this out loud, but I mean, I kind of design things on the page because, um, because I don't really want them to be from, from my head so much as references to either a, a, an actual, you know, like an existing monster or a style of monster. Mm-hmm. And so like, so if I need a character that's like a, you know, a mecha monster or whatever, I just call up like all, I just call up like an image search of like all the mecha monsters and I kind of take this piece from here, from here and like, oh, like, let's put this shoulder piece here and this, you know. I can absolutely see that. That's so cool. But I mean, it, it seems like it would kind of be, you know, it, it kind of, it seems like it wouldn't be good design, but I think that for a kind of a humor book like this where it's a, where it's meant to be preposterous and jo- like jokes need to be constant. It's, uh, it's, I, I think that that works really well. Cause then I can kind of, and I mean, and it's funny too, cause it's like when, for consistency, I'm sort of like, eh, I just kind of remember the broad strokes. <laughs> so yeah. like whenever I draw them again, I'm like, yeah, I think this is right. You know, I don't really <laughs> want to go check. <laughs> nice. You don't have your, your full blown, uh, character maps in, on your walls. Well, there's a, there's a, I mean, there's a risk, I think in this, in this type of story to like, to get too involved in your own mythology. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be like, because every time I would go like, Oh, well, the, the creatures are created by this type of cataclysm or, you know, this is the whole mythology of the background. And then you, I, then it takes it away from like what the focus is really supposed to be, which is that this is an archetype and it's meant to play in this type of story. And, uh, and if I start worrying about backstory or, or, uh, or logic, you know, too much, then it just, then it just becomes another Godzilla story. And, you know, there's been plenty of those. We don't need those anymore. I mean, I don't need to do any one, any more of those. So, <laughs> yeah. And I love how you have, uh, the, the prison has the different factions and the, the gangs essentially. <laughs> and, <Yeah. laughs> um, the way you've divvied them up is actually really, really awesome as well. Um, you have the crypt, <laughs> cryptozoological. So there's a, a Yeti. What is, is he's got raw lobster claws. What? Yeah. I just, he was, that's another thing where it's like, I kind of designed him and then it's like, and then I was like, huh, <laughs> he doesn't really look like any existing crypt, cryptids, but whatever. He's, yeah. No, but they're <laughs> you cool. Don't, you I don't mean, forget him. you've got, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. He's, he's got like big, t- big fangs and these big claws. And then you've got another guy that looks like he could be a representation of the Jersey devil and another, uh, the yeah. Mothman. <laughs> It's just yeah, Mothman, and there's a chupacabra. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Seriously, and, um, very, and very fun. The mountain, the mountain is like a. He's meant to be sort of like a, 
basically just a place that drives people insane. <laughs> oh, cool. So, cool. I mean, it wouldn't really be a cryptid so much as it's like, uh, basically like where the Blair Witch Project took place or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excellent, man. Well, um, how, like, uh, how is the story, I don't want you to give things away, but how's the story going to progress with, um, let's just say some of your ancillary characters, are you going to get time in the six issues? to dive into the cryptids or the the mecha robots oh yeah like everybody kind of gets their own their own sort of issue you know and everybody's thread kind of goes throughout i mean i i really wanted to have you know the first the first season is all about our our main character electrogore he's trying to get escape and get back out get out to his kids and find out if they're okay and but like we've got all the you know everybody kind of gets an issue uh where they get to where they get to kind of be the main a plot and uh and so that yeah that's and and this is an ongoing series that just kind of comes out in six you know six issue chunks um so so everybody you know the you see more and more of the of the prison and you see more and more of uh you know the this the relationships that you know get established and yeah it's meant to be very much of an ensemble piece where where uh where we, you know, follow everyone for a while. I mean, the way that Oz was, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's not quite as harsh as Oz, you know. Yeah. It's, uh... <laughs> well, you're, you're writing this great balance between <laughs> like tough, actual, like mean monsters and, uh, and the, the horrors that they would do combined with this whole gang prison system. <laughs> and yet you still are keeping it really lighthearted. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to say what it is, but I laughed my ass off when it, you first showed the, the, the yard where everybody's working out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I, yeah, everything, you know, every, every plot point and every gag, I mean, it's always, it always has to sort of say, all right, well, this is a, it's got to have like an ad element of prison stuff and it's got to have an element of, monster stuff you know like you can't it, again it's like you can't get too involved in your own mythology you can't just have like these monster plots and you can't just have these prison plots it all has they all have to sort of like be part of both and so yeah you're right i mean it is a it is a tricky line to walk in terms of tone because you know again it's like it's it's very easy to sort of slide into melodrama one way or the other and i that's don't think that's i don't think that's very fun i think that you know it's a mashup. It's, you know, you gotta, it's, so you kind of gotta walk that line right in the middle and keep it pretty, you know, keep delivering all the good people expect when they pick up a comic called Kaiju Max. <laughs> yeah. Well, I really enjoy the tone. I mean, you've got uh, a great sense of humor in the book and, and yet not to sound sappy, you still have like a, a, a personable story going on with that main character in issue one and what he wants to, you know, why he wants to leave the prison. Uh, just really, it's a great, great story. Um, so it's, it's going to be coming out monthly. So April through, uh, is that October? That would be October, right? Uh, yeah, I guess yeah. that would be right. I'm not good yeah. at math. I draw too. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Me too. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, mo- monthly starting in April. So. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, uh, do you have any plans to, if you uh, could continue the series, I, n- I know you just are getting started with this particular tale. Yeah, it's it, it's meant to be. I mean, it is meant to be ongoing to up to a certain point. I mean, 
you know, again, this is this is all sort of like depending on on how on how everything works out. But I mean, you know, I was thinking about we're kind of planning on sort of five five seasons of six issues each. So so a pretty good run. I, I wanted to, you know, when you have a when you have a sort of a concept like this, I mean, there's sort of a there's like a you're sort of an expiration date. You know, there's only mm-hmm. so long that you can go before you kind of run through all the jokes. But you know, and and like you were saying, it's like with the characters. Uh, you know, it's like jokes will only get you so far, you mm-hmm. know, like you, you have to have a character that you can relate to and, and, and sort of a, a, a tale that you sort of want to follow. Sorry, that was kind of two different answers at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <But> anyway, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so, so like five seasons of six issues each is what the, is what the plan is. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, I mean, the, just even the characters just in this issue alone, I, you could, I could see you going back into their backstories and, you know, filling out other atrocities that they've caused in the real world. (laughs) Well, that's really kind of fun too, because that was, that was, uh, well, again, on Oz, but that was one of the things that was actually always kind of interesting is that there would be these little flashback scenes that would sort of show what crimes these people committed, especially if they were sort of like, sort of, mellow in the prison but then like you go back and realize oh they shot someone in the face or or something terrible and uh so yeah that that is kind of that is kind of fun to have little flashbacks like that and i mean and you know and the the issues the way they progress are fairly formulaic in terms of like i have my own little formula where it's like oh we can have these little vignettes here and you know there's always something good before the credit you know before the title page and that kind of stuff so there's a lot of it, there's a lot of fun to be had with uh with with yeah everyone's backstories and you know all the little, all the little relationships they form in the prison. How has it been working with Oni Press? Are you have you worked with them before? I'd never actually had anything published with them before, but I'd known you know it's like I'd known Charlie Chu, who's the the editor of this book, and and uh, James Lucas Jones, and I mean I've basically known kind of a hand you know five plus people. At Oni since it started, you know, like I, it's always different people because they keep sort of cycling in and out. But I mean, I've always kind of known everybody uh, at Oni, and um, and you know, it's like when when I sort of was getting back into doing books that were sort of more in the, into the comic book world. I had been doing a lot of educational books and, and commercial art, um, but uh, when I was getting more into that, back into sort of comic books, uh, it's like you know. It, it was just sort of, it, it was the right place at the right time. And, you know, it was all kind of like, why haven't we done this before? <laughs> so it's been really great. I mean, it's been, re- it's, I, they've been really fun to work with. And it's nice to sort of see them, you know, take a real interest in marketing the book. And, um, yeah, it's been, it's been, it's just been a breeze, you know. That's great. Oni, for the listeners who, who might not actually be familiar with Oni, uh, you called them, I think, a, like middle, press or something like that earlier they're they're a smaller independent company so they're uh i don't know i'd put them like size wise below and recognizability that's a terrible way of saying that but uh like people who would realize who oni was i'd say that's like they're just under dark horse about like dark horse and idw yeah, Dark Horse. I, I mean, you know, it's like, and then there's places like Top Shelf, which published uh, Heck, which was my previous book. You know, and they just do they just do graphic novels and sort of and and it's a little. Whereas Oni, you know, it's like it's bigger than that it, because they're doing like monthlies and and color books and and uh, 
and and is they're more of a they're more of a sort of I mean not not there's such a thing as newsstands anymore, but they have sort of like books on the newsstand every you know every month as opposed to being more like a book publisher who just puts out the finished product. And so yeah, they they're sort of like I mean they published Scott Pilgrim, you know that's sort of been their biggest hit, right? Um, right. But they also do the, a book called The Sixth Gun, which is a weird like a Weird West uh, series that's been that was been going on forever and is awesome. Uh, Cullen Bunn and Brian Hurt. Yeah, we actually um, talked to uh, the artist from that series when we were at it. Uh, we have <clears throat> we used to have a show in town called Stumptown Comics Fest. Oh, okay. And uh, and I want to say it was Brian Gunn, and and we got Brian to inter- Hurt or Brian Hurt. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I'm getting my names confused. But uh, yeah, so I think we interviewed Brian Hurt at that show as part of their like live programming. It was a lot of, oh. a lot of fun that yeah. Six gun. Uh, what else? Like you said, Scott Pilgrim, uh, yeah, black Damned. metal is an, another one. That's really great. Damn. And I mean, they, uh, Thun- thunder lizard is a new one. That's also coming out. And, um, in Helheim, uh, huh. I don't know. I mean, I could, I could list them until, <laughs> oh, no, we don't, I don't think we need and, to do that. That's not how yeah. we pad time usually here, but, <laughs> not, not usually. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I'm excited to see how this goes for you, man. Are you planning any books in the future? Or you have any other titles that you're sort of workshopping for future release that are outside well, of the Kaiju Max era? This is, this is, uh, my plan for right now. I be just because it's, it's like when I'm doing the, the writing and art and color and everything. And, uh, you know, it's just, so it's like, I'm, it's uh, taking, I mean, I'm firing on all cylinders for, you know, where it's just like, this is my, my chief focus. I do a lot of, I mean, I do a lot of sort of, uh, side work. Like, um, I do illustrations for a uh, game informer magazine, which is a, uh, video game magazine that's here in Minneapolis. And, um, a lot of times I'll do things for, um, my name pops up on like the, like special thanks in a lot of DC comics where I like, I'll do, uh, layouts for other artists. Oh, okay, uh, so cool. In keep books on schedule and stuff. So, but this is the, this is my creative focus right now. I mean, I've got, I've got probably, you know, a stack of ideas that I'll get to eventually, but you know, <laughs> I don't know when that is. Well, I'm glad you're all in for Kaiju Max. Oh yeah. I actually am very curious as to how long you've been interested in Kaiju. Is this something that's gone back to your childhood or are you uh, a relatively recent, uh, interest peaked kind of guy? Well, I mean, I always liked him as a kid. You know, what's, you know, what's not to like, but I mean, I think that I, I was, was, I was into other, I was, you know, I was into comics and, and other stuff. And so it's like, it was just one of the things that I liked. And I always liked things like, uh, Voltron and, you know, uh, Gatchaman and, and that kind of stuff like the, the, that was sort of related. But, um, what, what really got me into, uh, uh, kaiju stuff recently is that my son, uh, my son is seven now, but when he was, when he was like, two and a half or three like i wanted him to he's uh my son is korean and so i wanted to have him uh i wanted to find something for him to watch that had an asian hero mm-hmm. and so uh and so i found an, an ultraman dvd at the at the store and so we and so we watched the heck out of ultraman and we we must have watched every episode like five times that's awesome and, and he was so into it like he would when i would drop him off at daycare to say bye, we would do that little, um, this, what the specium beam, oh, the you know, spe- like his, yeah. the crossed arms. Oh, yeah. He would cross his arms and like, 
and like you know the the daycare people were like what is what are you doing <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, you wouldn't understand it's ultraman man so uh and so yeah so we were super into ultraman uh and and that just and i had always kind of had this idea I said about this about like Monster Island, what goes on in Monster Island, and so but when I started watching Ultraman and what and and then that sort of like led us to watch more Godzilla movies and and kaiju movies. It's just like you know, then I sort of felt like I had that hook, like I felt like I was sort of a true believer, uh-huh. and I and I I do I didn't feel like I would be sort of like intruding on somebody else's space and making fun of giant monster movies. It's like I love them so much that it that it would be like no, I re- I really want to sort of honor them in a way like by kind of making fun of them you know you know what i mean uh totally so um, totally yeah your and, your book has i mean seriously even though it's very uh it's funny and it's also irreverent in some in some respects as you know if you're talking about the kaiju genre uh it it does such a good job of like keeping it lighthearted and and fun yeah i mean and yeah and i mean and i, and I hope it comes across that it's just like you know, I, I love, I love monster movies and I even, I love the worst ones the most. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That camp factor. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. I had just, I just recently watched it with my son again and we watched, um, uh, All Monsters Attack, the Godzilla, like with, with the boy dreams his way to, to Monster Island. Yeah. We actually um, just reviewed that film just a couple of months oh, ago. Yeah. Oh, did you? All yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I love that. That's my favorite one, even though it's the worst. It's the worst, but I love it so much because it's so ridiculous. Oh man! Like I just don't uh, <laughs> don't listen to that episode because I talk. Oh, I I, really? do you I like, talk. Do you rag on it? No, at the opposite. I actually praise it for being a really well done film. Uh, I mean, if you're interested in hearing the ravings of a madman, go for it. But uh, no, it's, I'm totally uh, interested in that because I love that movie. Yeah. Like, it's it's super dumb, but I love it. Yeah, it's like, uh, directed it's like, by the same guy who directed the you know most of the original series, the 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 Showa era Godzilla movies, and he yeah. did a fantastic job um, with what he had. I mean, that's sort of the. That's sort of the gist of everything from from 1969 all the way to 1975. But uh, yeah, I, and you know the fact that he he was trying something really different and new. It's it's it is a good movie. Oh yeah, well, and I mean, I think that the cool thing about Ishiro Honda's uh, like movies, the ones that he did, where it's like is that you you go in and you're watching a monster movie, but you sort of all of a sudden get like caught up in all of these little human dramas where you're like. Gee, I hope that that woman can prove that her husband didn't, you know, yeah, totally abandon the mine when it's like, wait, why, where, you know, what am I even thinking? Like, where's the, you know, where's the monsters, man? Like, but it's, I mean, he does, he does a really good job of making, and, and like in, uh, All Monsters Attack, it's like the most preposterous story. And you're like, well, gosh, I hope Ichiro, like, um, yeah. gets away from these <laughs> kidnappers. I mean, <laughs> I, that's what I love about those movies. Yeah. I, I hope, I just I hope think that, that kid learns great. how to defend himself against bullies. Yeah. yeah, completely. And then I hope he like du- like knocks that guy off his ladder at the end. I mean, just <laughs> what is so dumb? I love it. Uh, love it. My... Awesome. But yeah, that one is hands down my favorite. That that and like Godzilla versus Megalon and Godzilla versus Gigant, all the ones that were like right in that like four year period. Yeah, yeah. I'm so a huge dumb. fan of Godzilla versus Gigant. 
That movie, oh. I, I, Gigan is probably my favorite Godzilla villain. <laughs> with the blade, with like the saw blade. Totally, yeah. Oh, he's I so went great. to uh, Japan last year, and they had this um, this exhibition, this uh, museum like display of all these Godzilla props, and they had Gigan's buzzsaw belly. It was like oh. all that they had left from the costume. <laughs> Man, I'm so jealous. <laughs> I was saying that if I could take one thing out and keep it, if like Toho was like, oh, Kyle-san with the kaiju cast, which they would never do. But uh, if they <laughs> you know, wanted to give me a prop, the Oxygen Destroyer would be great, but Gigan's yeah. buzzsaw belly would be really cool. I think that you need to like have like an Ocean's Eleven style heist, that, you know, <laughs> get that thing out of there. I need to find yeah. out where the uh, the crates are that they store all that stuff. <laughs> right? Yeah, like in the Raiders of the Lost Ark. You just it's in there somewhere. Oh my gosh, that belongs in a museum, and by museum <laughs> I mean my collection. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that would be so cool. Yeah, I actually I lived in Japan for two years, and I actually that was kind of before I was as into kaiju stuff and it's like man and now i really want to go back and know what to look you know know what to look for because every store had like a million like ultraman monsters rubber monsters that were like eight inches tall and no oh, ultraman man, is I, still extremely popular there yeah more popular than godzilla it seems like mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. more popular yeah um so the same trip my my friend and i we went to the godzilla exhibition which was i'd say moderately attended there were you know there were people there but it wasn't crowded we had to wait yeah. in a little bit of a line but uh it, there was so much stuff there that it was just kind of like it wasn't it was like going to a museum yeah. in the same building they had ultra festival going on and oh my god <laughs> it was like what would be like a step down from disneyland like whatever <laughs> yeah. whatever that would be like little kids running around it's like somewhere in between wow. Chuck E oh. Cheese and Disneyland that's where Ultra oh Ultra Festival is so there are all these kids running around and you've got this almost 50 year long like 50 year old program with all of its spin-offs so there's like suits everywhere and there are people oh. dressed up and they had um they had a gift shop we, <laughs> so in the Godzilla one they had a gift shop. We were expecting it, and I was excited, so I, I got some stuff, and I thought it was great. And then when we went to the Ultra Festival, I turned the corner, and the gift shop was there, and it was like freaking Ultraman heaven. It was huge. <laughs> there were displays rotating. There were people walking around helping the customers. There was just from, like, floor uh, – not floor, but floor – it was like pipe and drape, so the top of the – pipe all uh -huh. the way down to the floor and all the way across the floor there were like there was barely anywhere to just like walk in a three or four foot radius because they had so many uh. shelves up and uh yeah i it was incredibly overwhelming actually <laughs> to, to see i was just like uh. oh my gosh this makes the godzilla gift shop look <laughs> like some <laughs> like lame shack in the back of a farm <laughs> like yeah it, that's amazing and and i mean it's like people kind of are faintly aware who ultraman is over here but i mean it's certainly not in the pop like in the mainstream pop culture yeah there you know? i think uh i've heard 
people say that there are more American Godzilla fans than there are Japanese Godzilla fans. Yeah, well, probably by numbers for sure, but like, right, but yeah, right. even like percentage wise, maybe I don't know. Yeah, that's, it, yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, it's like we have our own superheroes, so we don't necessarily need like Ultraman is just more of the same kind of, you know, to us. But. Totally. Yeah. 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 Actually. Uh, yeah. The they, the comic book kids they have an Ultraman, but he's not the same character. I know, and he yeah. messes up all my Google image searches. <laughs> it is I'm weird like, no, I'm when I'm like, no, no, not that crime guy. Syndicate guy. Totally, totally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I am. Uh, I don't know what else I can talk about for this book without spoiling it for the for the listeners. But oh, I do want to. I do want to say that it. they absolutely need to check it out. They're they're speaking of Ultraman. There's definitely an Ultraman homage going on in this book. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, we gotta, I mean, you gotta have the, you gotta have Ultraman and they gotta battle, you know, they have to. So, yeah, well, I mean, we make sure that, uh, you know, that make sure that like all of the tropes from all the giant kaiju, you know, films are always, you know, we, we're always playing on them at all times. So <laughs> there's a shiv um, that's made out of the hull of a uh of a freighter <laughs> like <laughs> it's awesome yeah well and uh oh and i and i named uh i named like the shipping company that has that where you get all like the shipping containers that they use for like for to carry everything around so i was like uh, I, I always had to make sure to name that after the the town that i lived in in japan um nice so yeah it's, it's nice. really i mean yeah they uh Anyway, yeah, if you like if you like kaiju stuff, it's pretty much you got all you all you'd ever want to need. You cram it in there way more uh way fuller than any uh any Godzilla comic could ever put them in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they would never be able to get away with a Godzilla comic like this. Toho would like just come down on whatever at Oni or IDW or whoever with yeah. uh, a rain of fire of or a rain of denial that like no, you cannot do that. Well, and I think it's really fun to, I mean, I always think it's fun to just say, like, I don't want to, I wouldn't want to work with the actual monsters because it's like, well, you'd have to deal with the entire history of this, of this monster. You'd be worried about, like, you know, contradicting things. And I think it's really fun to be able, like you said, the character of uh, Ape Whale, who, you know, it's like, well, he's obviously, you know, it's like the Kujira gorilla type of, um, you know, uh, Godzilla wordplay, Gojira wordplay, but it's like, well, he can he can represent one aspect of sort of Godzilla's uh, Godzilla sort of tropes uh, in the in the movies, but then another character can be like Godzilla in the way that like, oh, well, they created a me- a mechanized version of him to defeat him, and then another character can be like Godzilla in this other way, so you don't have to like, so that I can sort of I can sort of have similar monsters that that sort of serve similar purposes without having to like worry about all the backstory oh yeah yeah you uh, can really it i mean you've just by doing that uh making your the characters have homages to other characters you're really opening up a cool little playground i absolutely suggest that the listeners check this book out it's really well done. I mean, I really enjoyed reading it so much so that I, I was almost surprised. I was like, Oh wow, this is actually really entertaining. Um, I'm trying to think of another book that it sort of reminds me of entertaining wise. Uh, and just sort of as it is it because it feels 
a little independent, I would say it kind of reminds me of the independent feel that uh, James Stokoe's Godzilla Half-Century War comic had. <laughs> I was just going to mention that. I love that book. Yeah, I mean, I, right, like how, how it can be a little bit, uh, yeah, like the the art style is not serious, but it but it has that same, but he has such a good weight to it. Like it really, you know, you really feel the weight of those monsters and, and stuff. So it has like it, you know, it works as a genre piece, but it's also it also can be a little silly and a little bit funny. And yeah, and yeah, you're it, you like in. pointing specifically at things that everybody knows is ridiculous and say, I'm going to do that right. because <laughs> everybody knows it's ridiculous, but everybody loves it. And so he takes that yeah. that tiny little piece and and puts it in the comic and then makes other references to other things. It's that's it that's sort of you know the vibe I got. Even though the the tones of both comics are completely you know completely the opposite almost. Uh, right. I mean, yeah, yeah. Kaiju Max is mu- is meant to be much more sort of cynical than and not so much of a straight adventure. But yeah, yeah. Very cool. Well, man. that's cool. I, I I will take any comparison to James Stoko that you want to bestow upon me. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to be at any uh, upcoming comic conventions? Uh, I'm going to be at the Emerald City Comic Con, and that's where the the book will debut. So, uh, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. I've I've never been out to that show before, um, but I'm it's really... a it's a really great show. Yeah, uh, that's what I hear. So this is I used my to go to conventions all the time, but actually, in a long time. What's that? Oh, this was my first year missing it, actually, in a long time. This year is. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Dang it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, are you, are you, maybe anything, are you doing anything like uh, in the, in, in the rest of the year? Well, I do, uh, I do San Diego every year um, because I've got an artist alley spot. And uh, yeah, it's, I, you know, I, I don't have others planned right at the moment it seems like everything kind of always falls in in uh, april and i can always i can only really do one in april and then uh um and i mean it, well so i guess i'm doing emerald city which is at the end of march but um right right yeah so i uh i, I um i don't have any planned right now but i may go to uh may go to new york in the fall we'll see we'll see how that works out well i hope someday i get to meet you in person uh this has been a ton of fun talking about the book yeah. I know we need to talk about we'll 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 talk about uh, Godzilla movies until <laughs> yeah man our eyes roll back in our head. <laughs> sounds good <laughs> sounds good so uh, is there anywhere that uh, the listeners out there can find you uh, do you have a Twitter well, Facebook any anywhere they can like keep up to date with Xander's yeah uh, I'm on, on I'm on Facebook I'm easy to find there and then uh, on Twitter I'm at Xander Cannon Xander underscore Cannon uh, and then um. Uh, yeah, there's, uh, it's not up yet, but there's a, a, uh, there's going to be a website for Kaiju Max, just, it's kaijumax.com, where we'll have a lot of letters, and I'm going to be doing a, a commentary podcast that, uh, where I do, co- like, I do a sort of a director's commentary type of thing for each issue of the, of the book, and sort of talk about, uh, behind the scenes, or creating the characters, or telling a story, and that kind of stuff. Oh, man, that's so cool. You gotta send that to me. Like, okay, make sure, I'll make I'll sure make to sure send that out, for sure. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool, Xander. Well, thanks so much for being on the Kaiju Cast, and uh, yeah, thanks, thanks for your work on uh, on Kaiju Max. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing this on the shelves. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. I can't wait to see it in print. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Uh, and uh, last thing, I just wanted to say before uh, before you sign off, and I, I I hit stop on the recorder. 
the chibi kaiju on the back page totally <laughs> seems like an excellent uh, merchandising idea. Just, you know. All right. I would, I'd put them on my okay, shelves. Okay, I guess uh, you've convinced me. <laughs> yeah. The single person to say that. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, Finally, man. Yeah. I, I think it would be, I, I just think it would be awesome to have them on my shelf. But uh, thanks I've, again. I've got some big plans for chibi versions of all these, uh, of all these monsters. <laughs> awesome. Excellent. I know a lot of people that will be happy about that. <laughs> yeah. Very cool, man. Well, thanks a lot. All right. Bye-bye.